Today's podcast is sponsored by Banner of Truth. Banner of Truth is an evangelical and reformed nonprofit publishing house that puts out some of the best historical and modern works from the reformed tradition. Check them out today at banneroftruth.org. Hit the links in our show notes because they're having a huge Christmas sale. Welcome to the bar. My what? name no, is no, Dwayne. No, 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 no. Wrong. Wrong. I've been listening. I've been listening a lot to the bar. Yes, I understand that. Okay, but, so yeah. it's just kind of in there. If you guys aren't listening, you should listen to the bar. I like that. That was very <laughs> subtle. Very, very subtle. I like how you snuck that in. All right, there you go, Dwayne. Uh, welcome Dwayne. to Dwayne. Welcome, dude. Come on, it's off. It's Turn off. It off. Come on, dude. All right, you know All right, what? For it's as off. much as you try to say about me. You are the worst. I just forget to turn off my notifications. Well, turn it off. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. This is a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne, and I forgot to turn off my notifications. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Canada at Redeemer Fellowship, and I did not forget to turn off my notifications. They are off. They are off. Good. Good for you. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. You know what? Bless your heart. (laughs) You try. You try, but you just can't seem to uh, make it happen. All right. What are you doing, man? Are you enjoying the Christmas season? Yeah, it's good. You know, got the uh, uh, the trees up, yep. decorated already. Kids are all happy. Didn't you buy two trees? I bought two trees. Yeah. Why, why do you need two trees? Well, we found one, and we liked it, Yeah, and I cut it down. Okay. And then we found another. Now, did you just go like into, like, into like your neighbor's yard and cut down a pine tree or something, or do you go to an actual farm tree I farm? I went to an actual farm. Okay. You know, uh, they got the, uh, you know, they give you hot chocolate, popcorn, donuts cookies all that fun stuff and so we walked around found a tree we liked all right then found a better one so you just you, so you found one you cut it down you found a better one you took that one yeah so what are you doing with your two trees i gave it away oh, i gave, I gave okay. away the second the first one that we got all right cool so i gave cool. that so you one gave away the janky one i gave away wow. the one that i didn't really want yes that's nice that's very big of you um did you get two trees no, no, no. We, so we, you only we, thought of yourself and got one. We can't afford more than one tree, so we just... Uh, well, what do you mean? You got this podcast money rolling. Oh, yeah, that's right. How <laughs> oh, are, are you not able to afford two trees? Hey, let's talk about that for a second. What? I had a couple people ask on <laughs> Are you really doing this? I'm going to do it. I had a couple people ask on I thought we were going to do this online. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to talk about this. So uh, a couple people <laughs> We're ask, doing this later. A couple people ask online, like, what, what are you guys doing? Are you guys trying to make money off this thing? Because we at one point just asked people if they'd be interested if we did some kind of sponsored content. Uh, so we're subscription always, based. Subscription based. So like we would always, we would always uh, do our, our two free. We're always going to make this stuff available for free. But we were just mm-hmm. talking like, would people be interested in additional, um, additional episodes, content, yeah. right? That you would pay for. And most people were like, yeah, that sounds cool, maybe. And some people were like, why? Why would you want to charge for this? And it's like, well, we're not going to charge for this, but if we did something extra. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, here's the bottom line. Uh, we have a few sponsors um, here and there. We're, um, you know, we sell some T-shirts and all of that. Uh, Jimmy and I make no money off of this podcast. We're uh, losing money. We, we're losing quite a bit of money. And um, so if, if we did find any way to generate money, whether that's through advertising or whatever, it would be to pay back the thousands of dollars that have gone into investing in this for sound equipment and all of that, as well as to purchase more equipment to host the continued, uh, the increased load of hosting the episodes online. And... Um, and for we'd like to bring in guests, you know, and bringing people in... People ain't free, though. No, people ain't free. You gotta, people ain't free. They, they to gotta, sit down, it costs money. It does. It, yeah, so if, if we wanted to have uh, a Bible teacher or a scholar or pastor come in and lecture, we were going to videotape that. We would have to pay them. We'd have to pay the videographer and all of that. So um, that's what we're talking about when we're just exploring how to best do this. And I don't have my private jet yet. Yeah, it's going to be And I feel wild. like, you know, with the subscription base, I should be able to get there. Right. I should be able to get to Creflo status. Creflo 50 cent. Well, right now I'm at 50 cent. Status. You are at 50 cent I'm, status? Well, well, That's pretty I'm, big. I'm not well, he's broke now. He's broke. He, well, he invested bankruptcy. all that vitamin money. What is that, vitamin water? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think that did really well for him. Did it tank? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I just know he filed for bankruptcy like this year. Did he really? Uh-huh. So is Trump, but he's become president. Yeah, but he knows how to work it. Well, maybe 50 cent's working it. Yeah, Why so. can't 50 cent work it, but the white man can? white privilege 
All right, good. There point. you go. Okay. Um, so yeah, the whole idea behind it is to provide better and more content. Yeah, we actually have an Amazon list. We don't publish it or anything, but we have an Amazon wish list where we say like, we have like, okay, we need this mic, we need this camera, we need these things, and so eventually we'd like to get those things to do more and to do better stuff. So anyway, uh, we ain't making money. We're losing some money, but we're having a really good time, and it's good for us, and we think it's good from you guys based on what we hear. So here's hey, the thing, you know what? Yeah, Grace is free. Yep, but the Doing a podcast ain't no, no. So it, it's not. So that's why that's why we're just talking about these things and and trying to explore it. Don't worry, nothing's changing. And um, and I need my plane. And Jeff, Jimmy wants a jet. I want a jet. All right. So Merry Christmas. This is our gift to you guys. Yeah. And, is uh, you paying us? Uh, that's our gift. Our gift is us paying them. Uh, us paying to get they paying us. Nobody's paying us. Well, no. But you talk about you. Okay. You can't say Merry Christmas to you. Here's our gift to you. After we just got done talking about subscription based. No, but I'm doing because the whole the whole point of subscription based is for them to be. No, paid. what I'm saying is, is like we're going to continue to give this away for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how it, is that? But how is that a gift if you already gave it? It's not even. This is we're anymore. giving it every week. Okay, but that's still not, okay. But you can't say Merry Christmas is our gift to you because we've already been doing it for a few months. Yeah, well, it's a gift all the time. Can I? God's mercies are new every morning. Yeah, but you ain't God. No, but these this is a this is a gift and it's new every Monday and every Thursday. Man, why are you picking? I'm supposed to be have my back. No, I have your back. No, when you say dumb things like that, that ain't dumb. That was dumb. No, it's every, every it's always a gift. Is it a gift to give away a podcast? Is it the a gift? first time after that it becomes you know? Eh. It's still a gift. I give you I mean, if I give you a, a birthday gift every year, mm-hmm. which I don't. But if which I you did, don't, you never I, have. If, I, if I did, it's a new gift every birthday. But if it's the exact same gift that you gave the year before, still. First of all, it still is a gift. What if I give you a box of um, number nines? Well, if you're giving a box, oh, okay, all right. All right. Well, that, listen. Well, yeah, but that, you can't compare our podcast. I can. I can. To Nobody cares about this. Nobody nines. cares about this. About this de- debating, arguing, and banter. Hey, we got a Christmas tree. Oh, they don't like it. It's better than Jimmy's, and um, ours are ours are. We got ours decorated and everything. You got yours all decorated. Mm-hmm. Now, did you cut it down? No, nah, this year we couldn't. You got lazy. What do you mean you couldn't? Why couldn't uh, you? Uh, no, tell me why you couldn't. Well, the place that we normally go doesn't. Um, okay, so couldn't. you went to another place. Which, I, went, I went to another place. It's just not which the same. Which other place now do they have? You uh, could have. Yeah, I could have. Okay, so you could have. It's not that you. Yeah, it's not the same. How is it not the same? Nah, it's just the people there are not very helpful. It's just, uh, it don't matter. Point is, I understand is, this. Is I got my tree up and then Jen decorated it. Then and Jen, it looks yo, great. Well, I never thought you were going <laughs> to. No, I don't, I'm not I don't decorate. Thing. I just sit there with the camera. Um, so yeah, but it's Christmas time. Oh, you know what I want to say? What? Check out Josh Gerald's new album. What? Christmas album. Light came down. Really good. All right. I've been waiting for that. Josh Girls is awesome, so you guys should check that out. What are we talking about today? Are we doing anything? Yeah, we're talking about keeping the heart. That's right. Based off of our man, John Flavor Flavel. Flavor Flavel. Flavor Flavel. Yeah, man. This is, uh, man, I I don't know when I first read this book, but um, it was during that time when God was beginning to show me the the hardness of my heart as a believer. You yeah. Know, I'd been a Christian for a number of years and had become um, uh, proud, more proud than, than normal maybe, uh, and angry and spiritually cold. And this was a really big help to me. So Jimmy and I were talking about this book. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we do it? Why don't we do an episode on keeping the heart? And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk through just some of the beginning of this book to introduce you guys to it. And uh, we haven't really gone into what we're going to say but we're just going to pick on the very front end of this book what it means to keep the heart and uh and why we're um why why every christian needs to really be serious about this issue so um fofo you've got the book i've got the book mm-hmm. now this whole thing is based upon a proverb right yeah it is hold on let me pull that back up based off of proverbs 4:23 mm-hmm. keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of the heart. Right. No, that's... Uh, uh, that's what translation is that? I'm doing it from the book translation. Okay, no, it's good, it's good, it's good. Yeah, well, it, I, I changed it. It's keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Right. And, and the idea there is that, you know, the who you are and what you are and how you function in the world is really derived from the heart, from the soul, from the... Uh, you know, the, the, the seat of our affections. And so uh, Flavel Flavel takes this, takes this verse and he expounds on it in this book. Why are you taking pictures of us? Because it's a good one. All right. I like it. 
Why make it? Why are you calling me out like because that? Because I can't focus because you're taking pictures. You know what? Relax. Quit it. All right. Keep going. No so, one wants to hear this banter. Let, let me get my let me get my, my glasses so I can actually read the book. All right. You so you read the definition. Yeah, the All definition. Right, so here's the definition. This is what um, Flava Flavel says. It means to keep the heart. He says that it is the diligent and constant use and improvement of all holy means and duties to preserve the soul from sin and maintain its sweet and free communion with God. It's a, it's a, anytime, uh, not anytime, many of the times when I'm preaching or teaching from passages of scripture that deal with the heart mm-hmm. and are touching on this, I, I bring up this quote and I, I want to break it down for people because I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's comprehensive. And if you spend time in this definition and you, if you spend time in this book, it really becomes a great help for growing in grace, growing in the knowledge of God and, and becoming a stronger Christian fundamentally. So, okay. When he's saying keeping the heart, like what, I, what, all right. So first he talks about understand like the diligent and constant use of all holy means to preserve the soul from sin. Right. So what does it mean by diligent and constant? Well, I think we have the general idea of, of what it means to be diligent, right? Um, it means to be uh, consistent or disciplined. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, I think remember, intentional. Right. There needs and to be intentionality behind definitely. it. Definitely. It doesn't and just happen. And that's the thing is I feel like for myself, I, I don't go through my day or even my week or my month doing kind of like uh, one of the things he talks about is is like checking my heart, seeing mm-hmm. where you're at. And so that's that intentionality of where am I at now? Exactly. It's um, remember in the in the Harry Potter books, uh, Mad Eye Moody. Hold on. Wait a second. Wait what? a second. You read the Harry Potter books. Oh, yeah, man. I read them all. No, hold on now. Did Catherine read them and nope. she told you about it? I read them and then introduced my daughter to them. All right, then. I read them and then I listened to them. I learned something new about you. I never thought you read Listen, the books. Listen, when, when Harry Potter came out, uh, all the Christians were freaking out because it was going to introduce this new world order of Satanism uh, because kids were going to read about these, uh, these witches mm-hmm. and wizards and they were going to go crazy. So as a former Satanist, I was concerned, like, what is this book all about? What's going to So I read it and uh, turned out, Wow, it's a great book with a great yeah. story, and uh, beautifully written. It's, it's it's beautifully written. It's got a great um, uh, kind of points and principles behind it. So uh, I thought it was awesome, and I, I loved it. And even as a person who is sensitive to those things, so I read it. Well, there's a character in there, Mad Eye Moody, who, and we'll just kind of make it real simple. There's a character in there called Mad Eye Moody, and he is leading a resistance against this evil regime. And one of the refrains that he's constantly repeating is constant vigilance. You must be constantly vigilant against the threats, against the dangers. You have to always uh, be aware, be looking around. And so to say that keeping our heart involves the diligent and constant use and improvement of all holy Mm -hmm. means means that, like you said, we have to be intentional. We have to be disciplined. We have to be aware, uh, you know, constant, consistent, um, ongoing. There is no downtime really. And that doesn't mean that you're constantly straining and, and, and agonizing, but it means that even when it's time to rest, you are doing so with the awareness of keeping your heart. It's always a part of it. And it's not just, you know, diligent and constant activity, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the use, it's the diligent and constant use and improvement of all holy means and duties. Yeah. So, so we're talking about like the means of grace, you know, you're talking about communion or the ordinances, you're talking about scripture, like reading corporate worship. You're talking about prayer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we and it, so when you look at the means of grace, right? I'm so, like missing one. The, the the word of God. Well, some people would say the fellowship of the saints, or you know, the communion okay, gotcha. of the saints. But you know, we have we have the word of God, mm-hmm. we have prayer, mm-hmm. we have the ordinances, mm-hmm. uh, we have the communion of the saints, and all of that shines brightly in corporate worship. Yeah. So all of these things um, are what we're leveraging in our lives to um, to keep our hearts to. Um, specifically what he says is, is, is to maintain free and sweet communion with God. So we, we use these means in a consistent manner, in a diligent manner. We don't just treat them like, oh, you know, sometimes I'm into it, sometimes I'm yeah. not. It's, it's more than just a passing interest or when I'm feeling low, like my spiritual gas tank is empty. I better gas I bet, up with yeah. the scripture. <laughs> I refill. You know, no, it, is, it is something that Recharge. we have to be you know, engaged in 
uh, not just now, what happens if oh, sorry, go ahead. Not just intentionally, but I, I would say uh, vigorously, right? This it's this passionately, yeah. Like it, you're 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 really engaged in this, not not in a superficial way. So you're not saying though that if you're not passionate at first, or if you're not into it, that you should not be doing it. Yeah, I think that it, people, a lot of people think that way, and that's I think that's a great way to live. You know, if you're just not into it, just don't do it. You know, I don't feel like going to work. Just don't do it. Yeah, why not? It's just don't. Don't go. Don't want to pay your taxes. Just don't do it. Yeah, no, I like you know. Don't want to go home uh, and have dinner with your family. Just don't do just it. Go to the bar. Do whatever you want. Yeah, man, don't want to be sober. Get drunk. So, so yeah, you're not saying if you're not wanting to do it to avoid it. No, of course not. No, listen. Frequent, and we. And I'm not the first to say this. A lot of reformed guys have said this. That um, oftentimes. Uh, you know, when you when you don't long for or desire, or if you're not into the means of grace, well, give yourself to them anyways. Yes. Invest in them, and God will frequently use those things to change your heart and your attitude and your mind and your spirit and your thirst and your hunger, because that's what He uses to sanctify His people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you think like, well, I'm not going to go to church until I'm really into it. Well, you're never going to be into it. Like, what's going to make the change? I'm not going to read my Bible until I'm into it. What's going to change your heart? Exactly. So that you're into How is that going to, all of a sudden, you're going to wake up and say, oh, bam, I'm here. Right. So, we, so you know, this, this diligent, constant use and improvement of the holy means. To say that it's an improvement, I think, really carries the idea that we're, um, we're using these as uh, in practical ways, right, through reading, meditation, uh, to address our lives mm-hmm. and to grow stronger in the faith. They ought to serve as a benefit to our 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 love for God, our our hatred for sin, and the other things that you know that he talks about here. So like in sanctification, just growing in holiness and godliness. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna happen apart uh apart from these things, from the the um the use and the improvement, the constant use and improvement of all the holy means and duties. So holy means and duties are responsibilities. That's it. As a Christian, right? It's the same thing. Like, well I don't really I don't really feel like loving that person or forgiving that person or serving in that way. Well that Oh, I feel like I'm going to be a hypocrite if I do it. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe you'll start as a hypocrite, but maybe you'll finish as a believer. Maybe you'll finish as a, as a, as a humbled man or woman who's come to see the value in these things. Now I'll tell you, like I, there are times when I don't want to play with my kids because mm-hmm. I'm tired and yeah. I'm like, I don't want to play with my you kids just want right to relax. now. And, uh, but I know like they need dad to play with yeah. them. And so I play with them and it, my, I, I, then I get into it. Because wow, like I love these kids and they love me, and it becomes. And something you're also beautiful. excited because they're like you're. There's something about their enjoyment in you, right? That propels you. Yeah, and like it relates, to, you know, God delights in, and He talks about this in the book that God delights our works, our obedience when they stem from hearts of faith. That's right. He delights in them. I'm like wow, God delights in this, even as imperfect and as as cruddy as as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, He He delights in it because of. You know, it's it's his work in us, and it's stemming from a heart that's been changed. And that's very important there because sometimes when people hear these things, keep keep your heart. They're what, at least for me, growing up Catholic, it was this sense of uh, I have to work vigorously and hard in my own power, yeah, to make something happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Flavel talks about this. He goes, "Keep the heart." seems to put it upon us as our work, yet it does not imply a sufficiency in us to do it. We are as able to stop the sun in its course or to make the rivers run backward as by our own will and power to rule and order our hearts. We may as well be our own saviors as our own keepers, and yet Solomon speaks properly properly enough when he says, keep thy heart, because the duty is ours, though the power is of God. Right. What power we have depends upon the exciting and assisting strength of Christ. Grace within us is beholden to grace without us. Without me, ye can do nothing. It's mm. awesome. It's awesome. So that it is. It is the work of God in us, and yeah. it's really. I mean, it's 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 only possible. The only person who can keep the heart is the person who has been born again by the Spirit of God, by the power of God. And he says this uh, later on, what keeping the heart presupposes. Flavel says that um, to keep the heart necessarily presupposes a previous work of sanctification, which has set the heart right by giving it a new spiritual bent and inclination. Mm. It is this, like you said, the grace that has come, we're quoting Flavel, 
this grace that we've experienced that have transformed us, the doctrine of regeneration or the work of regeneration, being born again, has set us uh, in a new direction. We have a new heart, a new spirit, a new attitude. Uh, the law of God is now on us yeah. and in us, and we're working in those. We're working and walking in those ways. That is the work of God begun in us, and so keeping the heart is the work of God continuing in us. Yeah, it's like he who began a good work in you will see it through to completion. Right, right. He will perfect that work. Right, Philippians 1. It's Now, why is this important? Like, the, it, It's the diligent, and or what's the aim here? The diligent and constant use and improvement of all holy means and duties to what end? To the free, what is it? Uh, to free and... Sorry, first, right? first, to preserve the to soul preserve from the sin. preserve the soul from sin. And then secondly maintain its sweet and free communion with God. Like this is the this is sort of the the ongoing fight of the Christian life, yeah. right? This yeah. is the essence of spiritual warfare. To um and the daily Christian walk, right? To 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 kill sin, to put away sin and to live unto righteousness, to walk with God. And so I love that he's saying, listen, you got to think about the use of the means of grace in two directions, right? To preserve your soul from sin, uh, to maintain, well, what would that imply, Jimmy, to preserve the soul from sin? What are some things that come with that? Well, I think um, maybe abstaining. Right. So abstaining from uh, from sin or from putting yourself in a position to sin, mm-hmm. right, so that there comes wisdom in that. Right. And then when you do sin, right, to preserve the soul from sin, from that point on, we have contrition, yep. confession, repentance, repentance. Um, we, we don't stay there. That's right. I got to get out of here. I got to flee to Christ for help. That's right. For his support, for his, his assistance, his divine Hebrews two and four. He sympathizes with us and our weaknesses and he, he's there to help us. He knows our temptations and our frailty, but he did not sin. So he is able to help us Mm -hmm. as a better priest. So yeah, it's, it's this, you have to have a longing, right? Then that's born of God for this to work. You have to have a longing to, to stay away from sin. Now, that's true of me right now, Yeah, but there will be a moment later today, and there was probably a moment earlier in the day, day, I don't remember it because I'm that much of a sinner, Um, I'm ignorant in some of my sins, uh, when I will want to sin. Like, the temptation will be heavy, and the attack will be hard, uh, you know, from the devil or from my flesh, and in in that moment now, I'll have a choice. Uh, Am I going to fight? Or am I just going to surrender? Yeah. You know, am, 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 do, I, do I recognize right now I've got to keep my heart because I'm in a position right here where I can lose it. Not where I can lose my salvation. Exactly. But where I can lose my footing in my walk and succumb to the temptation and be rolled over and worked over, really, um, by these corruptions. And so we have to say, like, well, I, to preserve my soul from sin right now in the midst of my temptation or in the midst of my failure after the fact, what do I do? We go back to the beginning. Diligent, constant use and improvement of all holy means and duties. So what do I do? I open up my Bible mm-hmm. or I get on my knees. You pray. I start praying. Um, and then the communal aspect, reaching out yeah, to those around you so that you trust and know. I mean, I'm in, I'm in, a, you know, in a group text with, with a few other men that um, when temptation hits, if, if there's something going on at work and there's anger issues or problems yeah. at home or whatever, you know, uh, there's a text that goes back that that goes out there, uh, saying, "Brothers, please pray. My heart is here. Right. I'm feeling this. I'm sensing that. Uh, I need to deal with this issue." And we just that text hits, and everybody starts praying we're, immediately. We're praying right there, and then we follow up, right, and say, "Hey, man, how'd it go? Yeah, did you repent? Did you apologize? Mm-hmm. How did you how'd you go back to your wife, and what'd you say? You know, such a good discipline. There's, you know, I mean, group texts are tricky. Well, I think yeah. I think there's ways well, to mess well, up. <laughs> I think I think even, even today. Well, yeah, you know, Joe said that because today he messed up a group text. I didn't know you sent a group text. Oh, I, okay. okay. I sent so a group text. J- Jimmy sent a group text. Don't, don't explain what happened. Jim, I'm going to say it. Right. Jimmy sent a group text. I thought it was just a text to me because last night we played a card game. Oh, yeah. You can talk about that. And we utterly humiliated and destroyed and smashed the teeth of our enemies like we normally do. Like we normally do. But this time it was sweeter because they were five points away from victory going into that oh, last Oh, and we were match. down. We were down bad. And we bounced back and won that game. Oh, yeah, we did. They choked. I mean, that's the only way to they say choked. it. They yeah. choked. They choked. Well, because they're in, they're inferior card players. They, but most they don't, are. They, yeah, but they don't know how to handle 
They don't know how to close the deal. We close the deal. Yeah, we're closers. We're closers. Coffee's for closers. And we're winning. What? What'd you say? Glengarry Glen Ross. You don't know Glengarry Glen Ross? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. I don't even know what we're talking about. Go home and watch Glengarry Glen Ross. I don't even know what this Fool, is. Fool, how did... Oh, that's right. I forget. You watch Step Up and stuff like that. All right. So here's the thing. He sent this this thing out. He sent yeah, me a step picture. Step Up too. Thank you. Okay. Jimmy Jimmy sent this picture mocking the losers of that game. I thought because just, I'm a very humble man. So I'm a gracious winner. The, the the saying about us when we're playing cards is that we are uh, bad losers. We're sore losers, but worse winners, and <laughs> that's true. So Jimmy sends this text. I thought it was just to me. And so I realized like, oh, he needs to know about something that's going on in one of our friends' lives. So I said, here, listen, just so you know, this is going on. Be in prayer. And, um, but oh it wasn't just to Jimmy. It was actually to the group of to people. To the group. I call- <laughs> now, um, but here's, here's like everybody, like it, it's cool. Everything worked out, but be careful with your group texts. All that to say, Jimmy, let's get back on track. Sorry, that was my fault. That was your fault. You have people around you so that in the midst of your struggle or yes. in the midst of their struggle, they reach out to people who will also engage in the means of grace. They will use that those means diligently exactly. to help you keep your own heart. Super important. And it's not just those, you know, the, like you said, the means of grace. It's not even just like the prayer aspect of it. Right. But there's the follow-up. Mm-hmm. On, you know, so there's accountability there. But then yeah. also in the midst of it, uh, guys start throwing out texts. Yeah. They yeah. start throwing out, you know. Uh, scripture. Scripture. To say, hey, the word of God says this, mm-hmm. cling to the gospel. And how many times has it, has it been true where um, in the midst of our, our frustrations or fears or struggle that we find a passage of scripture or somebody shares a passage of scripture with us? And now all of this falls under the providential care of God for us, of yeah, course. Yeah. So they, that scripture comes into our life and it flips the switch. That's it. Right? You're like, whoa. This is exactly because there's power in the Word of God. Yeah, it's it's living and active. That nothing can penetrate the heart. There's no the, the only reason a sermon can have a powerful impact in our lives is because it is the Word of God explained right. and applied. Man, it's so like those verses are so important. It's why you have to have people around you. Yeah, you can't keep your heart alone. And it's and it's it, and that's it, right? Like, and it's it's hard to get there. Like I remember, there's been a few times where in the middle of sin, I'm like, I, I don't want to. I don't want. I got to keep this hidden. No. Yeah. I don't want to share the struggles at home. And there's no need to share it because you'll get it under control. I'll, I'll get it under control the next day. It'll be fine. Yeah, you because that's share. helped me out for so long. Yeah, already, right. <laughs> right. Like that pattern of behavior has has helped me out in my uh, in the history of my marriage or the, right. you know in the history of my in my Christian walk. So I have to actually force myself to say right. I need to get this out there. Yeah. I have to get this out there. And I'll just I'll I have to text it. Totally, totally. So Flavel says. It's the diligent and constant use and improvement of all holy means and duties to, number one, preserve the soul from sin and to maintain its sweet and free communion That's right. with God. So to preserve the soul from sin, not just our hands, yeah, yeah. right? Not just our actions, but the heart, right? We're, we, we, we want to keep from sin in all of its forms and we want to maintain sweet and free communion with God. What is communion with God? Like I would just say it's that do you want to say ongoing relationship? I, I don't know how else to word it than that. Sure. Like I think Owen talks about that. Mm-hmm. Owen talks about that in his book, communion with God is that, you know, our, our assurance and our salvation, that's, that's stable, that, that ain't changing, but there's a fluctuation with that. The degree, if you want to use that, do you want to, I don't know. How, I, I'm trying to remember the exact word he uses, um, but it varies. It goes up and down. You quote unquote, feel more yeah you know in tune with god and and less in tune with god over time right right and our, sin impacts that it does our experience of god's grace of his yeah. closeness of his nearness and now, even, part of that because of like you look at adam and eve that shame that shame and that guilt we run and we flee we're the one we're the ones that that pull away and pull pull back it's interesting when you when you read the puritans on assurance because you know they will they will explain like listen uh, your your salvation is secure. You cannot lose it. God has justified you. You are forever justified. But you know, going to heaven is great. Like your the yeah. promise of heaven is sure. It's great. But knowing that you are going to heaven, that's heaven on earth. Right. Mm. That's the, the assurance of salvation is what you need in this life. And that is a big part of our communion with God. And assurance, they would say, can ebb and flow. Based yeah. on where you're at and what you're experiencing, sometimes you will feel God is very close and your assurance is, is strong, but there are other times when it, it isn't so much. 
And so our, 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 I think it's fine to say our relationship with God as long as we aren't confusing people by standing, right? Our standing yes. with God is, is fixed in Jesus yes, Christ. good point. We That's are seen good. as holy and just. We are blameless. Our sins have been removed. And Owen makes that distinction. Yes, yeah. God relates to us as Father forevermore, and nothing can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. But our experience of that love and our experience of his kindness can ebb and flow. And I think this is where I, for me, when I understood, I shouldn't say understood, when I began to kind of see more clearly Reformed theology, that was huge for me. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you not live with that assurance of your standing? Because if your salvation is based on how good you are that day, and, and no Arminian would say that, right? but I think functionally you have to arrive to that point because if it is your work, you are feeble and weak and frail. But if it's God's right. work, it is secure. And to be fair, they, you know, like I said, I don't think they would actually no, no, say no. that. But like Reformed and Arminian believers and just non-Reformed believers, they, we, we, we drift into that, right? We drift into that drift bad into doctrine. works-based. Yeah, yeah. We're like, oh man, I can approach God now uh, because I've gone three days without looking at porn. That's or uh, I, you know, like or like. So let's just deal with that because a lot of a lot of the guys listening are struggling with porn. We just know that statistically. Yeah, yeah. And we all, I struggle with porn, not in the sense that I'm looking at it on my computer, but our culture is filled with pornography. Yes, absolutely. And so you, I mean, I can't turn on the TV or drive. I can't drive down uh, into into the city without seeing billboards for strippers and strip clubs. Yeah. So there is porn. So we all struggle with it at one level or another. And so a lot of guys will say like, oh, man, um, I'm struggling with porn and they're falling. Um, or maybe uh, a woman is, is struggling with, uh, with lust um, in a different way, perhaps, or maybe in the same way. So here's the thing. People sometimes will like blow it big time. Like, wow, I just looked at pornography or I've just been lusting in my heart. And it's been filled with, with this desire for what I shouldn't have. And in the midst of that, right after that, we feel like I can't go and talk to God now because I'm too dirty. Yeah, I can't read. No, I can't, I can't read pray. God's word. I'll feel I like a hypocrite. Don't want to take communion. No, I'm going to stay away. When the reality is, is as soon as you're saying that, then what, then what must happen? Well, you, you have to work yourself back up to a state where now you can approach God. That's the only conclusion you can yes. draw from that. And that is works salvation. Reformed people fall into this as well. I mean, I fall into this where I feel like, oh man, I've, you know, I can't talk to God right now because of what I've done. So let me pray it up, pray it out. And then, then I'll approach God and I won't feel so bad. Yeah. I have yeah. to feel bad now. I'll be worthy. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be capable. I'll be um, allowed to. Maybe yeah. that's the right word. Yep. I'm allowed back into yeah, his Now prison. I'm acceptable. I'm now acceptable. Uh, because I have done so well for a couple days. Yep, I've been or, quote unquote done so well. Yeah, I've been sufficiently. I beat myself up sufficiently, and That's I've it. built myself up sufficiently. I haven't done these these visible sins out there. Right. Never mind the yeah. You know the sins of your heart. You exactly. Know? So here's the idea, right? That we are preserving the soul from sin and maintaining communion with God. So you want to be close to God. You want to experience the greatness of God. How do we do that? Where do we go? to maintain communion with Jesus. Well, use of all the holy means, to, right. the, 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 the means of grace, right? It's, it's, it's so simple, right? It doesn't mean that it's always easy, but it's simple that God has given us these means by which we draw near to him in faith. It's, it's, listen, it's, it's not the conference. It's not the book. Yeah. It's not the guru. It, it it's it's the word of God. It's not the it's not the music that crescendos and is highly polished and produced. Yeah. It is the word of God preached, read, sung. It is the truth of Scripture, prayer itself offered up as feeble and as humble and as poor as you may feel as a prayer. Mm -hmm. um, that is what God uses to help us to maintain communion with him, closeness with him. So this is the idea. If you want to, you, our job as a believer, this is the chief business, he says, yeah, of the Christian. Yeah, that's what he flavors um, it. This is our chief business to maintain communion with God and protect our soul from sin by use of all holy means and duties, right? Oh, absolutely. Now he says here, we're going to flip back. I want to, he, he has um, uh, some, essentially. I like this. What? No, I'm just saying, I like actually going through it. Yeah, well, because we're not going to do better than Flavel Flavel. I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, you know, he's so much. 
So, so here's here's what he says. We're gonna skip back, uh, skip forward a little bit, and and I'm gonna read this intro, and then we're gonna just talk through these um, these six points that he has for us in terms of keeping the heart. Well, you know, before that though, like like if you guys want to, you know, one of the important things I think we should be doing is is reading. Not oh, just yeah. reading. We need to be reading scripture. We need to be joining together um, uh, in corporate worship and the other you know holy means mm-hmm. of grace. And you should be reading Flavel. And you should be reading Flavel now. If you were to get Flavel, right, you should probably head on over to Banner of Truth. Yeah, because you don't just want one little book of Flavel. No, you want the whole series. The yeah, whole, you want the his whole collected works. That's what you want. Yeah. And right now, over at uh, Banner of Truth, they've got this Christmas special going on all this month through December 31st, and you're going to save at least 20%, up to 50% off selected works. And it's also anything over $50 is free shipping. But these are these are big giant books. That's yeah. Shipping is we've been shipping out T-shirts. Yeah, uh, it ain't shipping, free. It ain't free to ship. It's expensive. And I'll tell you, you know, this whole set is a lot heavier than one T-shirt. <laughs> a little bit. What? Now listen. Um, here's the thing. I think you can get. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. I think you can get all the works of Flavel for like ninety bucks. Oh, I'm checking bucks. right now. Hold on. I mean, it, and this is the kind of stuff I believe good books. That present scripture. Yes. That present truth, right? Because books books are not a big deal. But books that present truth and scripture um, that can stir your affections through them are valuable and worth your time. Now, um, the, the the volumes that you can get of Flavel, I don't have them. Actually, I'm going to buy this set this Christmas. I'm going to buy it for myself. Merry Christmas to me, suckers. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to purchase probably uh, next week. Uh, or no, in fact, by the time this airs, I will have already purchased it. I already own this set by Flavel, and um, I hope you guys will check it out too. Did you find how much it costs? No, I'm trying to get the flyer up. All right, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's like ninety bucks. It's under hundred bucks. That you know for sure. Yeah. All right. So go ahead, and we have all the links in the show notes, so you can get right there. Big sales, and tell them Joe Fo sent you, and I, maybe they'll give you like the works of Owen for free or something. I don't know. I didn't no, say that. They didn't say that. They might. They did not say that. They didn't say. Maybe who knows? No, don't. They, don't. they give stuff. And you're right. You know what? You. Uh, it's exactly ninety nine dollars. Ninety nine? Oh, I ain't, forget that. That's too expensive. Oh my well, it's originally one seventy five. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, man, that's <laughs> what I'm gonna it's get. It's a six I'm, volume set. I don't I don't have those. Oh, I just have some massive. of those books. Yeah, man. Oh, we're I'm gonna get Flavel. All right, so now let's get back to it. Flavel says this. He says, Well then. He is one uh, Okay, come on, what I'm, are we I'm doing? Now? Don't now. read the description. Some... We gotta go, we gotta keep moving on. I know, I need to add it to my cart. Did you click it? I clicked it. Did you add it? I added it to my All right. Yeah, I'm getting that. All right. Are you focused? And I'm really impressed you haven't looked at your phone. No, but hold on. Even James White was looking at his phone. He would, <laughs> well, you know. Uh, I'm boring. You are kind I of know. boring. Dude, no, wrap I'm, it up. Hold on. I'm adding a couple. All right, good. Save. Okay. Can we can we start back up with Flavel here? People are annoyed. Uh, yeah, go, 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 go. And Don't by worry people, about what I'm and doing by people, here. I'm just I mean trying me. to get this other book set. All right. So here's what Flavel says. Well, then, to keep the heart is to carefully preserve it from sin, which disorders it, and maintain that spiritual and gracious frame which fits it for a life of communion with God. And this includes these six acts. So Flavel breaks it down into six acts that we are supposed to be doing to maintain communion in a practical sense. Number one, frequent observation of the frame of the heart turning in and examining how the case stands with it. This is one part of the work. So we have to actually check ourselves. Yeah, check yourself. We have to before you wreck yourself. That's right. So we are supposed to, when we're reading scripture, when we're praying, it ought to be very much upward towards God, looking to him and his truth, but it has to also be inward, not looking for answers in ourselves, but examining ourselves in light of the truth of God, in light of the means of grace, that we might find out where we actually are experientially. Right, so it's, it's, it involves everything from examining yourself to make sure that your calling is sure, right, to make sure of your election. Yeah. It is to see like, wow, uh, search me and see if there's any uh, hurtful way in me. Yeah. It's examining yourself in light of what you read so that you have a better understanding of where you're at. Like I know when I'm reading the scriptures, my habit is I read the scripture, um, I read it a few times, and then I begin to journal. And what I'm doing is, is I'm articulating the truth there in a way that are applied to me so that I can better see how I'm failing mm. or how I am in need. 
so that I can then receive the benefits and really rest upon those promises that are in the scripture. And it's this is supposed to be something that we do how often? Like it's like once a month we just check in <laughs> constantly, constantly and dig- diligently. Right? It's this frequent observation yeah. of the frame of our hearts. It's it's not an occasional glance. You are not checking the oil you know, halfway through, and most of y'all yeah. don't even check your oil. You just go and you get the oil changed when time is up, usually like a few thousand miles past when it's set. We're lazy that way. And what we're supposed to do is constantly be checking it because our hearts leak, yeah. right? They leak bad. And uh, so we've got to be checking it so that not so that we can top off the oil, um, but so that as we engage in these means of grace, the heart is actually renewed and strengthened. And along, secondly, he says, uh, it includes deep humiliation for heart evils and disorders. Mm. Like we should be repulsed when we realize the plague of our own hearts. Yeah. Like how, I mean, I, this is something I, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling with this, you know, uh, like how often does my sin, mm. like, am I embarrassed by my sin? You know what I mean? Right. Like how, the shame? How, yeah. How often am I ashamed by it? How often am I? saying this this cannot be this is not the way you know god has intended for me to live right like you know people talk about that in the uh you know what do they say like don't do that you don't want jesus to show up and right. he sees you catch you doing that something yeah. like that but you know what the, he sees everything yeah. he sees all yeah and so we should be having that frame of mind you know continually like this is this is evil this is wrong this is this is wicked um and we need to we need to be like having that mindset because if you're embarrassed by it, like right. you won't do it. Yeah. No, you, you're, I like what you said. Repulsed, hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, grieved like the godly sorrow. Second Corinthians the, seven yeah. grieved. There's this, uh, there's this a couple lines in here by Flavel under that heading. He says, it is with the heart well kept as it is with the eye, which is a fit emblem of it. If a small piece of dust gets into the eye, it will never stop twinkling and watering Till it has wept it out. Such a good image. So the upright heart cannot be at rest until it has wept out its troubles and poured out its complaints before the Lord. Yeah. So, uh, and we talk like we talk about that like in marriage, right? In marriage counseling and pre-marriage counseling, never go to bed angry, right? But we we do that here, right? Mm-hmm. We do that with God. We don't deal with these issues right away. We distract ourselves. We distract ourselves oh. and move on to the next thing, or we yeah. try to play it off and say it's not that big of a deal. At least I'm not murdering somewhere i'm not doing this or i'm not looking at porn or i'm not whatever else whatever sin we think is is worse than our own right um and we just kind of write it all off yeah yeah we do um i i know that my it's easy for me to go well i'm you know what i'm justified you know i know that's always a mess up and instead of actually dealing with it i'll distract myself then like all yeah. right well you know what god's forgiven that sin let me just kind of go over here and and watch a tv show or read a book yeah and instead what i need to do is i need to get on my knees and I need to just go ahead and confess yeah. with, a, with a heart full of sorrow that I might rediscover the grace of God and have a heart filled with joy instead of just being distracted by worldly things that maybe not are bad in and of themselves, but become instruments of the devil because it, right. they, they, they create static that gets in the way of maintaining communion. And one of the other aspects of this that, that troubles me with when I don't have that, if you are not having a deep humiliation for your heart evils and disorders, at least for me, and I'm, I'm willing to bet for others, uh, that's an issue of pride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not willing to humble yourself. You don't feel like it's that bad of a thing, mm-hmm. that I'm good enough, that I'm great enough, that uh, I have not sinned as evil as other people. Right. Well, so let, let's do a mental exercise for, for everybody here, right? Don't worry. I'm not going to ask you to role play again. Yeah, you that, are. That worked I, out so great last time. Um, no, let's role play. I got this. Let's do it. Here we no, go. Do it. No, this is just a mental exercise. Think, okay, so a lot of us are, are, think about the sins that you struggle with. And if you're honest, do they really grieve you? Do they, do they drive you to tears? Do you repent of them passionately? Probably not. Okay, so just think for a minute. Are there sins that you can conceive of that would wreck you, that would wreck your heart, that would, that would just, that you imagine you committing those acts and it shatters you. Do you think that your sins are really no worse or that are, that are much less than, than those? Do you, you think your sins are, are not that bad? Mm. I mean, the, 
the sins that you commit are the sins that Christ died for. Every yeah. bit as much as those sins that you could commit that you think are worse. Now, and, there might be earthly varying right. degrees of earthly consequences. Sure. And, and sure, we can even admit there are different degrees of heinousness when it comes to sin. But really, like what, what breaks the heart is not just looking at the law and seeing like, wow, I've transgressed God's law, but also looking at Christ and recognizing he died for this sin. Yeah. He had to pay for this and that's what really can for drive. your gossip yeah for your pride for right. your judgmentalism for greed for your greed for gluttony for all like those things every, everything no matter how small we think they are all right number three he says your lack of love for neighbor i'm throwing that in there yep your impatience with your children bam no you got, one? you got me okay you got me because i didn't have any anything else up your there. laziness at home dang it yeah okay i'll let you win uh, all right, so number three, it includes earnest supplications and instant prayer for heart purifying and rectifying grace when sin has defiled and disordered it. So mm -hmm. it's, I mean, so we say that prayer is really important, but, and it is in all of its forms, right? Formal prayer, informal, written, read, spontaneous, like in all of its forms. But really, what he's getting at here in this context is prayer for your soul prayer for your spiritual life prayer for your relationship with god experientially specifically that you would be prayer in prayer over the rectifying grace that you need like when you sin when you screw up when you blow it how are how is it that you can be lifted up i mean the the sins that you are struggling with now you may struggle with for the rest of your life in one way or another, but you can actually have victory over them in greater measure as you walk with the Lord. He can sanctify you and change you. Now, this rectifying grace, how do we get that? Well, we plead with him. We pray for God to give us what we do not deserve. When sin has defiled us, when sin has disordered our lives, and that's what I love that, defiled and disordered. Yeah. That's how you know he's Baptist. He alliterates. Uh, <laughs> This happens, and we seek grace from God, and he gives grace yeah. to the undeserving. And what's, I like his line here. This is something that uh, Flavel says. It is observed of an eminent saint that when he was confessing sin, he would never give over confessing until he had felt some brokenness of heart for that sin. Mm. And when praying for any spiritual mercy, he would nev never give over that suit until he had obtained some relish of that mercy. So there's a fervency there. Mm -hmm. It's not just, Lord, forgive me and move on. It's, are you broken? Are you feeling this? it? Are you feeling this? Do you understand how, like, are you grieved? That was what we were talking about before, right? But it's that sense that you will not, you'll never give over confessing until you are broken of your heart. The problem here is that some people read that and they think like, wow. I'm just supposed to tear myself up. I'm just supposed to just whip myself into some kind of, you know, spiritual pain and frenzy, you know? So, it, it, and it, no, that, that's not the point. And, but that's really not our general trajectory. Most of us don't err on the side of really uh, beating ourselves up over our sin. Most of us err on not dealing with them at all and not feeling the weight of them. Because unless you feel the weight of your sin, you can't feel the liberation that comes when, when you have this assurance that God has taken them all and he receives you. And like you, you've got to have this sense, this, this godly sorrow, that your sins matter, that they had to be paid for. So I would say that um, one of the things that's important here— is not just not just confessing our sins mm -hmm. but like what jimmy said is feeling our sins and that sometimes takes time yes and so on the one hand no if you're already broken you don't need to stay there yeah right? don't beat yourself up if you're broken but a lot of us aren't broken that's it and so you stay there it may take time don't be in such a hurry i know you want to pray about you know, paying off your car. And I know you want to pray about Aunt Sally's, you know, knee surgery. So legitimate needs. Those are, those are, yeah, these are legitimate needs. But listen, you've got to spend time on this stuff as well. It's really important. Otherwise, what kind of, what, what kind of progress can we really make? Well, and I think that's number four here. It includes the imposing of strong engagement upon ourselves to walk more carefully with God and avoid the occasions whereby the heart may be induced to sin. So when we're broken over it, we're not going to want to do it again. And we're going to be much more wise. We're going to be much more careful. Uh, and we're going to be intentional 
in the sites that we go to yeah. or, or in our speech mm-hmm. or just how we interact with our, our family. Sure. Right? Or even like for some people, the kind of people that they spend time with. That's it. Right? Yeah. Whatever it is. And again, this is not developing pharisaical walls yes, that keep exactly. us you know, within the bounds of God's law that we impose on other people. The, the idea here is that we are uh, imposing upon ourselves strong encouragements and bonds that help us to walk more accurately with That's God. That's right. So it's accurate. It, it, it's not... Uh, it's not inventing new laws that become God's laws in our minds, but it's living within God's boundaries. It's like that Job 31, one he quotes, right? I made a covenant with my yes. eyes not to look lustfully at a woman. This idea of making a covenant or a vow is, is important. And most Christians today uh, don't talk much about it. Um, if they have any concept, most of the Christians that I know, when you start talking, they say, well, didn't Jesus say, don't make any oaths, just let your yes yeah, be yes, yes your no, you know, be no. no yeah. Well, yes, and Jesus is, is making a point there that you should not have to be the kind of person that swears to God that what you're saying is true as if people aren't going to believe you when you say yes or no. Mm-hmm. But Scripture is filled with the um, the example of what it means to make an oath, uh, to make a covenant, uh, to make a promise or a commitment. We do this in marriage, of course. Yeah. There's a covenant commitment that we make. And, you know, Job says this, like, listen, I, I, I made this commitment. This is something that I take seriously. And the Puritans write a lot about vows. And when they talk about it, they're, they say, listen, eh, basically, don't, don't make vows. Uh, and, and, but, but, but if you're going to make a vow, it needs to be for something very serious, yeah. very important. This is nothing light. And you must treat it as something, you know, very, um, very worthy that, that you, you, um, you give real attention to this. It ought to be biblical, you know, make make this kind of a vow when it is relevant. And so I, I think that, yeah, we're we're saying that I'm going to do what I can do to keep within the bounds of God's holy law. Jesus says, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Pluck it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. We know what he doesn't mean. I think what he does mean is that we need to deal seriously with sin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what uh, what Flavel is saying here. Use strong engagements and bonds upon which uh, we are helped to walk with God. Number five, it also includes, keeping the heart, it also includes a holy jealousy over our own hearts. Here's what he says. Quick-sighted self-jealousy is an excellent preservative from sin. He who will keep his heart must have the eyes of his soul awake and open upon all the disorderly and tumultuous stirrings of his affections. Mm. If the affections break loose and the passions are stirred, the soul must discover and suppress them before they get to a height. Oh, my soul, do well with this. My tumultuous thoughts and passions, where is your commission? And I I think this relates to knowing ourselves well enough and, and knowing what we can and can't handle um being so careful and desirous to have a heart that is um singular in purpose to have a heart to maintain a heart that is pure not to earn our standing with god but just to remain close with god to honor god with all Mm -hmm. that we are we need to have a, a good understanding of our own temperament our own weaknesses so that we don't wind up getting into trouble like there are certain things that I know people do that are lawful. They're not wrong that I don't do mm-hmm. because I know myself yeah, and yeah. I don't want to be in a situation where I think that I'm going to um, readily fall. And there are certain things that I may do. Like I might enjoy a glass of bourbon. There are guys that would say like, well, I, I don't, I can't do that because you know, I was, I was so captivated by that in the past. I just, I just stay away from it forever. Yeah. And that's great. That That's fine. So I, I think, you know, this, this idea of having a holy jealousy of our hearts is not just I'm going to live a tight life. I'm not mm. going to be wound tight, but that I'm going to so desire to have this heart, to care for this heart that God gave me, that I'm not, I'm not going to live carelessly, like Paul said, li- be careful how you live because the days are evil. Yeah, and I think Flavel also talks about the fear of the Lord and how right. that comes in here. He writes, by this fear of the Lord, it is that men depart from evil shake off sloth and preserve themselves from iniquity. Mm. He that will keep his heart must eat and drink with fear, rejoice with fear and pass the whole time of his sojourning here in fear. Mm. That's good. That's good. So uh, what about the sixth last, the last uh, point that he makes? Well, and, and actually he introduced this part just even after that fear part, he goes, all this is little enough to keep the heart from sin 
because I think he's reach he's all these things. He's kind of really gearing yep. up towards the six ones. It's big. And this is the big one, big mama jamma. It includes the realizing of God's presence with us and setting the Lord always before us. So we're we're seeking there. Uh, it's not about us, and it's not about about our glory or or um, our wills, but it's about the glory of God and honoring God and looking to God in all things. Right. I mean, he says that this is the singular means to keep the heart upright and to preserve from sin, yeah. knowing that God is always before us and always with us, that he sees all, knows all, and is with us in all that we do. Um, you know, it's it's this idea that, wow, when when I am... What what do I have to do that I'm that I'm not into? When I have to edit make edits on my books mm-hmm. um, for the publisher, Let's, booklets. Uh, when I have to when I have to make big edits on my little booklets, uh, I I don't man. Sometimes I just like I don't want to do this right now. It's it's not exciting for me to to edit, but I know it's important. And when when I recognize, wow, you know what? God put this before me to do, and God is with me right now. Yeah. If I blow this off, I'm essentially blowing off God's will and ignoring his presence and the gift and the opportunity that he has given you and the abilities that he's given you joe to be able to do that well he says three things here at the end that i i'm just going to summarize really quick all right, go for it um he says in all of this you got to recognize that heart work is hard work yeah you know he's a baptist look how he talks heart work heart work is, is hard, hard work, work. <laughs> um to shuffle over religious duties with a loose and heedless spirit will cost no great pains, but to set yourself before the Lord and tie up your loose and vain thoughts to a constant and serious attendance upon him will cost you something. To attain a felicity and dexterity of language and prayer and put your meaning into apt and decent expression is easy, but to get your heart broken for yes. sin yes. while you are confessing it and melted with free grace while you are blessing God for it, to be really ashamed and humbled through the apprehensions of God's infinite holiness, and to keep your heart in this frame, not only in but after duty, will surely cost you some groans and travailing pain of the soul. This is hard work. Yeah, and it's constant work. That's right. the second thing, right? It's not. It's never done till our life here is ended. There, you know, there's there's no level. There's, there's no, no level. Like, yeah. There's no big boss that you beat. And then you're exactly. like, I'm done. I yeah, beat the like game. Kong. I beat Donkey Kong. Right. It's, uh, it, it goes on and on. And the last thing that he says here is that it is the most important business yes. of a Christian's life. He says, without this, without keeping the heart, we are but formalists in religion. All our professions, gifts, and duties signify nothing. Quote, my son, give me thine heart from Proverbs 23, 26. Mm. God is pleased to call that a gift which is indeed a debt. He will put this honor upon the creature to receive the heart from him in the way of a gift. But if this is not given him, he regards not whatever else you bring to him. There is no worth and value in what we do, only inasmuch as there is heart in it. God yeah. wants the heart. Yeah. So this is a book you got to get. Yeah. We'll tell you, go ahead and, you know, you can find this online to read, I'm sure, Keeping the Heart by John Flavel. But uh, you know what's better? Just get the collected Just works. Just get the collected works. Get the six volumes. It's cheap. Merry Christmas. You got to oh. get that. Uh, big thanks to uh, Justin. Bo- oh, wait, are we going to do a mailbag? Oh, no. Well, what are we at? Nah, we don't need it. Are we over? Well, I don't know. We're about an hour. Uh, okay. Well, at least uh, right now, it says 58 right there. I'm going to do a five-second mailbag. I go. Carlos Garcia wrote in an email. Started listening to your D&D podcast recently, so forgive me if you already did an episode discussing this topic, but I was just wondering what your top five Bibles are. I recently started getting into high-quality Bibles. I own a Cambridge WM Mm -hmm. and the Clarion. Use the WM like crazy, but honestly, the Clarion is so nice, I'm afraid to use it. I also have a Thomas Nelson study Bible I really like. Anyways, just curious what your favorites are. Peace and love, Carlos. Carlos? So mine, uh, mine's KJV. KJV. KJV and then NKJV. Yeah, those, that, those are those good. Those are the only two I use. Um, I'll just, my favorite Bible is the one I'm holding. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just, I don't care. Um, now, I do have a nice Bible. You got but the ESV, ESV one. It's, it's a legacy heirloom or something that yeah. I tend to preach from. But uh, that was a recent purchase. I, I just, I'm just happy to have, have a Bible. Yeah, but I you think, like, hold on though. You like the journaling Bible. 
I, I, I like use the, the journal, but that's not like that's not what he's talking about. I use, like the journaling Bible because I like to write in it. So yeah, you like the journaling Bible. I use the the legacy one, the one that you're talking yeah. about. I use that as my study one because right. I write in there and do all that. But then I use the uh, ESV Omega something. I don't know what it was. Right for preaching because it's thinner and larger print. Yeah. So I mean, there is value in spending a lot of money and high quality leather Bibles that are sewn, hand sewn are spendy, but they're worth it because they'll last generations and you can pass them down to your kids. But in general, I don't care. I just love to have the word. Whatever's got in his hand. hand. Cool. Now, big thanks to Justin Bond of J Bond Media. He is our engineer and editor. He makes us sound good. If you have any audio video needs, uh, please contact him. He will hook you up and take care of you and uh, make you sound or look better than you deserve. If you want to help us out and support the podcast, you can leave a review at iTunes. Mm. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. Devotion. You can leave a comment with us on our on our uh, comments page, and we would love for you to we tell you. Com- we don't have a comment page. Well, it's like a comment page. No, it's it says a, contact us. A contact page. No, Same but thing. It's, no, it's not. It's not. One's yeah. a comment page. Yeah. One's a contact us page. Well, what do they leave in the, in the content? They leave comments, don't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Victory, no, my because, son. No, if it was a comment Taste page. Sweet. It w- Taste if, sweet. No, no. You can also tell a friend. No, if it was they, a comment page, it would have just all these comments no, on it. No, they leave comments in the content. No, you go to the, no, you go to the contact us page. And they leave comments. And you can there. leave uh, some comments. thoughts, suggestions. Thoughts, those are comments. Thoughts are su- no, no, no. There's a comment on the podcast. No, you leave comments then, on your Facebook then, page. All right, I'm going to kill your mic. Then you don't even know how to kill it. I, I got it over here. I don't know how to do it. No, tell yeah. a friend. But here's the thing: I'm killing your it's, mic. It is the holiday season. Uh-huh. Don't don't kill my mic. I'm killing your mic. It's the holiday season. It's off. All right. I got gotcha. you. Good. I got gotcha. you. Is it on now? It's on. All right. So um, actually, I don't even know how to do it. You're how so you're so dumb. I'm not. I'll keep going. If you want to support the podcast, one of the ways you can do it is you can go to our webpage. At the very top of the page, it says shop through Amazon to support. Doctrine and Devotion. If you click through that and uh, go shopping for your Amazon gifts, that will support the podcast and enable us to pay all of our podcasting bills. Awesome. Appreciate it. Tell a friend. If this has been encouraging or edifying, share it with those around you. Uh, Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Talk later. Talk later.